With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Working, the show about what people do all day. I'm your host, Jordan Weissman, and this week we're going to take a little break from our series about homelessness while I wrap up some final interviews for that one. And instead, we're going to get into the holiday spirit. I interviewed James Bonavita. Uh, he runs B&R Christmas Decorations in Bensonhurst in Brooklyn, and he does Christmas lights. He decorates houses all around New York's tri-state area. But perhaps most importantly, he decorates houses in Diker Heights, which if you've never heard of this neighborhood, it has over time become, dare I say, world famous, at least if you uh, listen to you know TripAdvisor, <laughs> for its extremely, extremely elaborate and competitive Christmas light displays. The people who own these houses just go all out with the lights, with the Santas, with the reindeer. It's hard to describe unless you've seen a picture of it. But James likes to emphasize that, unlike perhaps some of his competitors, he likes to take a more elegant approach with his lighting displays. And I thought it would be fun to talk to one of the people behind this little piece of the New York holiday season. Enjoy. What's your name and what do you do? My name is James Bonavita, and I decorate homes for uh, Christmas. I own being a Christmas decorators. And we're sitting here in your office in Bensonhurst in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Do you do most of your work around here, or where, where are you decorating? Mostly Decker Heights and in the Tri-State area. Jersey, New York. Mostly Queens, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Brooklyn. Of all those places, Diker Heights is, is probably the most famous. It's right. it's sort of like a almost like a competitive sport here, decorating mm -hmm. houses for Christmas, right? Yes. Uh, like could you could you describe the kinds of stuff that you see? Like what 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 do these houses end up looking like? A lot of people are wanting to do more than the other client. Uh, someone has an extra lamb in their nativity, another person will put like three lambs in their nativity. So it's just a game of one-upsmanship right. in yes. this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And you look at like some of the pictures, or you see them, it's like dozens of Santas and just like the entire house covered. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's extreme, right? Yeah, very extreme. It, is there anywhere else that you work where you, where you see that kind of decorating? Not that I do, no. Just mostly Dyker Heights is that big area that does all, you know, I do all the big lights and all the well, a lot of homes there. So how long have you been doing Christmas decorating? How did you get into this? Uh, 27 years. And how I got into it is my dad was doing, uh, having his electric put in in the outside garden while I was doing uh, Christmas lights. And the guy who was doing the electric said to me, oh, I know a guy in Dyker Heights that's looking to do his lights. You're doing a good job here. He says, I'll bring you over. So when I went over, he had two workers. He owns a tile place. He had two of his workers doing lights and they didn't know what they were doing. So I showed them what to, you know, what to do. And I think I, I made $75 a day or something like that. And while I was doing that, 
cars were passing by and I'm going, oh, you do lights? And I was like, well, yeah, I do lights. So I took those two guys and I went to the next house. And from there on there, I got business. So it started off as something you did at home when mm-hmm. you were young and it, it just turned into a business. Right. How long was it just you doing it? It was me and then I had a friend help me uh, for about maybe two years and her husband helped me. And then after that, my cousins and brother helped me and then I started hiring guys here I am now. Are you mostly in the office now? Are you out there hanging lights still? What's your day-to-day? I'm both. I'm in the office doing estimates, and I'm out there overseeing what the guys are doing. Okay, so you're you're kind of like the foreman on the crew. Right, absolutely. Well, I have three foremen, and I have three trucks, and each foreman is in charge of their jobs. But I have a head foreman that oversees everything. And I oversee the whole business. Okay. But I, in the beginning, I was out there doing lights myself, the whole thing. How many houses do you do in a year now? We're up to 189. 189 houses. Is that just for Christmas or is that all the houses you do during a year for other holidays too? It's just for Christmas. Just for Christmas. Right. And, you know, in what kind of a time span are you doing all those houses? We start October 15th physically till February 1st, taking down everything. But we're in the office doing estimates and, you know, getting ready for the business from August. From August. Mm-hmm. That's when it starts. Right. But then we do Valentine's and St. Patty's Day, too. So that's another that's, that's another area. That's another season. Yeah. The competitive Christmas decorating season mm-hmm. basically starts in the summer. Yes, I would say so. For me, yeah. For you. Yeah. For the business. We start it? making wreaths. We start, you know, getting organized. We fix, the, clean up the shops, order all material. Get the materials in, organize that. Are you ordering stuff? Are you you're actually building decorations? We order the supplies and then we make what wreaths custom to whatever people want. Some people want green lights on the wreaths with green balls and yellow um, gold balls. Some people want red balls and blue balls. So you're putting together supplies. You're ordering mm-hmm. like Santas and stuff. I right. see you're not you're not mm-hmm. building the plastic no, Santa no, no, for no, a mold. No, 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 no. But <laughs> yeah. we actually used to do animated figures. Oh yeah. And we used to have another company who used to work with us, you'll see them in Zyka Heights, the animated figure, a lot of soldiers that move their hands up and down. So we used to do that. Now that's a thing of the past. We don't do that anymore. What happened to the animated figures? Uh, they became too expensive. Man, people don't want to pay that kind of money. And it was a lot of, a lot of people wanted the animated figures the season that they wanted their lights and you had to pre-order the animated figures from the year before and people weren't getting that. So who's coming up with these decorative schemes? Me. You're designing all. Design every single one. Where do you start with that? So what we do is we get a phone call. Then we ask for pictures of the house. I ask them if there's anything special they like to do. But otherwise, I come up with a design. I oversee it with them. And then if they give me the okay, we go and do it. Do you have like a design philosophy? Like what is your your secret to putting together a, a proper Christmas lights display? I do elegant. Elegant. Elegant with lots of lights, but not gaudy. We make custom bows that are very rare, so that's my signature. So if you go around my the areas, Tekka Heights, you'll see all my bows. You know that's my house. And it's like, is that bow light up or is it? No, no, they don't light it up. They just, you know, someone else would ribbon. do a light up bow. Yeah, that's no, not me. No. <laughs> I usually don't do that or blow ups. I'm not really uh, not into blow ups. No, you do really. see a lot of blow ups. Yeah, I mean, if people have them, they want them to put them up, but I'm not. I don't. 
it's not my style, the yeah. blow-ups. It's, you know, I just do more reindeers and Santas and yeah. uh, snowmen, wire figures more than blow-ups. Wire figures, mm-hmm. as opposed to like the plastic. Yeah, I think they're more elegant. And so when you're designing a thing for a client, is it mostly clients you come back to year after year? or is Absolutely. It, I have yeah. a lot of clients that come back, but then we have like maybe 15% who don't do it, and then we get more, you know, maybe 20% you know, the following year. How many lights can you have on a single house? So there's a greenhouse that we do in Decker Heights. It's on 83rd Street. That house has 32,000 lights. That's the most lights I've done on a house. On a single house? the biggest, yeah. What's like a typical house? I would say maybe like 1,000. So that 32,000 guy, that guy's going big. Yeah, yeah. uh, I can imagine his electricity bill. (laughs) (laughs) What's the best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day in everyday situations. But if that's not on the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. I've used apps in the past to learn new languages, but when I came across Babbel, I wondered if it could help me refresh my knowledge of a language I once spoke well, but was now a little bit or quite a lot rusty. I have to say, I was impressed. The advanced lessons were really useful, tips and idioms that can help with in-depth conversations on topics that I can actually imagine chatting about. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations, and the tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. What's more, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for working listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for working listeners, at babbel.com working. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com working, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com working. Rules and restrictions may apply. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The actual installation, is that dangerous work? Do people get hurt doing that? I mean, that, that's like the stereotype about like the dad at home falling off the roof. Oh my God, please. Oh, <laughs> luckily, <laughs> nothing's happened yet, but I make sure my men who work with me are safe. They wear straps on them on the ladders they tie the ladders and if it's raining or snow we don't work you know we make sure it's dry yeah 
that's like the and my philosophy is being safe is there like a secret to actually installing the stuff that like most people who do this at home don't know or i make sure everything is beautiful <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's the secret now i'm on top of my guys if i see a house if, if, if there's so many houses i don't oversee every house but if there's a house that i pass and they, my guys did it and i see there's something wrong i'll make sure they go back and fix it that's why people call me back and if people's lights are out i'm guaranteed i fix it oh, i will it, never leave people without their lights is there like a technical aspect to this like figuring out how like wire the circuits yeah, and stuff? yeah yeah yeah, there is. We do electrical. You know, we make sure everything's custom. Everything's separated. All the electric is separated by amps, and circuit breakers are separate and safe. And so part of the, so, so part of this is actually sort of electrician work. Yeah, which we have. Oh, so you actually have like elect you yeah. you have electricians mm-hmm, you bring mm-hmm. on to do this. Yes. Is there like a point where that becomes necessary for doing yeah, Christmas yeah, lights yeah, for yeah, like a certain scale? Yeah, because we're over like we have a lot of houses. So we need someone to go out and follow us after we do the lighting. We have someone come follow us and put connect everything. For yeah. someone at home, it's not the kind of thing you, you could actually do without a professional unless you actually know how to do electrical. Because I mean people do their own lights. Yeah. But the, the big houses that I do, I don't think they're gonna be able to do the electric. That's why they hire us. Because we separate, we make sure everything's equal, all the amperage is safe. Nothing burns out, nothing blow, you know, goes on fire or anything like that. I was going to say, if you do it wrong, what's, what's um, the, the, wor- the worst thing that could go off of it happen is uh, the circuit breaks, will go, the lights will go out. Okay. So, and then they call me. Maybe some uh, areas of the house have too many lights and the circuit break went and then we separate it again. But you do have to think about all, the, you yeah, have to think about that's all. That's a big part of it, the electrical, very big part. Is that something you diagram ahead of time or is it? Yes. You've got mm-hmm. it. So that's Especially part, on the big houses, yeah. So that's part of the design process. Right. Is small out houses, electric. you could basically use a small, like a one plug or two plugs and one outlet and separate it by that and do, you know, a small house. But the big houses, they, you can go up to like 15 outlets separated like eight times eight different areas yeah so part of the challenge here is to do these huge displays and not blow out the electricity in the whole house well a big part of it is separating the electricity and that's that's a hard part are there particular color schemes that you that you like when you're decorating with lights it depends on the the year. Usually, like some some years it's red and white. Yeah. Some years it's green and white. Some years it's multi. Yeah. This year, a lot of people are using multi more than usual. Yeah. But basically, a lot of people use clear. I do one house that is green, and I don't do anybody else green. I do one house that is blue and Zika Heights. I don't do anything else, anybody else that is blue. Is that because you say, I'm only going to do this for yeah, you? Yeah, because or? they are big clients, and yeah. they pay good money, and I want to make sure that they're happy, and I don't want to have everybody. They don't want to have anybody looking like their house. They're paying for exclusivity right. on your design. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I'll do those lights in another area or I'll do green and white. I want to all green. And so you'll go into Jersey and do a right. blue house, but you won't do one here no, where people no. are kind of. Or not, not yeah. Jersey, but I wouldn't do it in, in Zika Heights. I'll do it maybe in Bensonhurst or Bay Ridge or Staten Island. Do you ever have to tell other clients, no, sorry, I can't do this because I've got, I'm only doing it for this guy or. A couple. Yeah. A couple. Yeah. You have to, you have to break some hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. This might sound like a dumb question, mm-hmm. but. Are you like a big Christmas guy personally? Like, do you like, are you like yeah, really? I, love it. I always was. Oh, God. And this is like a dream for me. I love Christmas. Yeah, my whole family did. Like, were you a religious family or is it? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, we went yeah. to church. Catholic or? Catholic. Yeah. Catholic. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Catholic. I wouldn't be a Jewish guy doing Christmas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, 
Oh, maybe. That would be that'd be a whole episode. It's like, yeah, you know. But we do some Jewish people. Oh, yeah. You do, you do Hanukkah? Yeah, we do. We do blue lights, especially yeah. in Nuponset, Rockaway. Do they get competitive with the no, Hanukkah not lights? Really, no, 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 not really. No, it's not the same no. thing. They're not trying it's to like outdo each other's Daika Heights. kind of thing. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. No, uh, but Diker Heights is the most competitive. I mean, with Diker Heights, do you ever get uh, complaints that like, oh, this guy's house was better than mine like last year? Like, do people ever get like surly about that? One year, I did have a complaint that we did a house very similar. Yeah. The style. And it was on the same block. Oh, that's, like, the, that's a cardinal sin. Yeah, but I do houses, not similar, but I have like a, a way I do houses that you could tell that I do the houses, but apparently she thought it was very similar, which I didn't say, but. Yeah, so <laughs> it was like, you, it, she thought it was more than just you leaving your signature. Right, yeah. She thought it, it wasn't was just like, the bow. Oh, it's too close to, uh, why did you make it like my house? We're on the same block. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) How do you actually design a Christmas light installation? Like, what do you use to do that? I do it by hand, actually. I I get two pictures, and I do two different designs. And then I, you know, I use markers or whatever, and I sketch everything out. I call the client. I either send them the pictures, and they oversee it. They pick one, and... Yeah. That's how we do it. So you get a picture of the house, yeah. and you literally just... I design it with, with markers, markers whatever, and, and, my, and then my guys get the sketch if they choose, and they follow that sketch. Then once we do the house, we take a picture of the house, and then for the following year, they know what to do. Clients will do the same design year after year? Yeah, sometimes they'll add something, or maybe not do something a little bit different. So, But it is just like, it's a by-hand thing. It's like it's by-hand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It takes too long for the computer. I just sketch it quick because I'm an artist. You're an artist, so, artist on I'm an art therapist on the side. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, cool. So this is I work so, with special ed kids. Oh, very neat. Yeah. So you got two jobs. Yes, but I only work three days a week because this has yeah. become... It's growing. So you do art therapy. And With then- children, uh, three to five-year-olds. I do that because I love it. We do a lot of sensory, Play-Doh, painting, you know, a lot of manipulative with the hands. And so this is then kind of... The, right. This is well, I've always done skills. that. I yeah. was a teacher, a regular te- you know, a teacher for pre-K. Then I became an art therapist. But And then um, this is growing, so now I'm part-time, yeah. and this is becoming... This is my thing more. You were a teacher when you started doing lights, too. Yes. Oh, Actually, well. I was an assistant teacher when I started doing lights. Then I became a teacher. Now I became a therapist. <laughs> so you've been doing these two things that you had caught Yes, it's a lot to handle. Yeah, really growing is. this business. It's exhausting, but I love it. I love this. It sounds like, you know, part of the fun is probably also, like, kids have to love the lights, too. That's yeah. got to be part of satisfaction, yeah. right? I'm a, yeah, absolutely. People come from around the world. There's bus tours that come from Jersey and Canal Street, they yeah. come to see the view of the lights. Yeah. Do you ever try to like scout out which houses are getting like the most attention from tourists? Or No, for- but what I'm going to do eventually is what I, I want to do is I want to make a sketch of all the, uh, like a, a map of all the houses that I do that I could put on Google that people can see all the houses that I do. Yeah, that's cool. They're coming here anyway, I might as well, right? Might as well, right. They come to see my houses mostly. Yeah, so you, I mean, you've been... Living and and working here for decades now. Do you know how did Christmas in, in Diker Heights become a thing? Like, do you know? Like, how did it get so competitive? I won't use the word competitive. I would just say how. Why did people come to see the lights? Yeah. How did that become? I don't know. Somebody got a good idea to. Uh, I mean, I've always done houses. People always used to come around, but now it's become with the with the tour buses. It's become it's forget it. The ten things to at this time, if you go on Google and say, uh, if you come from another country and you're coming to visit New York, yeah. the ten things to do in New York City at this time is go see Tiger Lights uh, Lights. Huh. 
I didn't realize that. People see that and they come. Yeah, so you're getting like a flood of people from like TripAdvisor. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, and that means the stakes are higher for the Mm. people who are are doing it. What's the kind of thing go wrong in this business? Well, I had one truck that I sent. My friend was getting married. He's getting married in Long Island. And as a gift, he asked me to decorate the backyard, the tent. So I sent my guys there and I did a sketch of the, of the tent, which looked like a little house. And my guys came back. I, I asked them, is everything okay? Yeah, everything came out perfect. Okay. So I get a call from my friend. He goes, James, what happened? I go, what do you mean? He goes, the house looks great, but they didn't decorate the tent. They decorated the house. <laughs> I'm like, what? I was like, I could not believe this. <laughs> they, they decorated the house instead of the tent. So I had to send them back. I left that up and uh, to go back and decorate the tent. I was, I was so upset. <laughs> I can't. If there's one thing people need to know about this line of work, if what is it? Like, if you want to see people know one thing about your job, what would it be? It's a lot of work. People don't understand that if we price a house and it seems like it's a little pricey, it's because we got to pay staff, we got to pay insurance, we got to pay for material, we got to we got to pay for wire, we got to do screws. It's just it costs a lot of money. It's just not just it's going on roofs. It's very tedious. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the one thing I want to know is that if we do charge a house and it seems like it's a little more than they wanted to do, it's because it's a lot of work. Is that a, a like a, a issue with clients who think, oh, you're just sending a few guys on a roof with some lights? Or? Yeah. No, you know, sometimes we estimate a house that could be like maybe, I don't know, $800 or $1,000. And oh, that's too much. But, you know, we're doing a house for that much. I mean, we're going on a roof. So it takes a lot of work. And then we got to come back and take it down. So that's why, of course, that, you know. And people don't write labor, materials, right, insurance, yeah. and all Wire, that stuff. everything. Car insurance, truck rentals. Yeah. It adds up. If you want Plus the risk of doing it. You want to hire someone to do it. I think people just go on Google and just want to, yeah, oh, let me just see how much it is. But when we do the, uh, it takes time for the phone call, for the process, and yeah. to do an estimate, to do the drawing, and to call you back, to say, oh, I don't want to do it. No, it's too much. So it's like, why are you calling? It's not going to be $200. So that's a problem. It's like perception. It's like a little people- bit. This year, yeah. I mean, we're reasonable. Our prices are reasonable, but people think they're not. Because well, I don't think they know what it entails to do a house. No, they should try doing it themselves. I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for uh, yeah, coming in for a chat. Absolutely. Thanks for having Thank us here. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of Working. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always send me an email at working at slate.com. Working is produced by Jessamine Molly. A special thank you to Justin Debright for the ad music. We'll be back with hopefully finishing up the uh, homelessness season in the next couple of weeks. Enjoy. Enjoy.